Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscapists, welcome back to Geekscape. This is a little mini episode in the middle of your week. Uh, if you want the full Geekscape episode for the week, well, this is included. But uh, we sat down with Lou Ferrigno Jr. about uh, his uh, other movie that's coming out uh, yesterday. And uh, that's up on the feed now. But we've got a little special treat for y'all who are joining. I see a couple of y'all jumping in on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, our good friend uh, Thomas Nicholas is here. And uh, he's actually been on the Geekscape Network before. He doesn't know this. But when he was at Wizard World Philadelphia, our own Matt Kelly, who runs the Geekscape Network's podcasting, uh, the whole podcasting network, he actually talked to Thomas when he was there doing his uh, band. So uh, Thomas doesn't know he's been on the Geekscape Network before. He's never been on this show, but he's on this show now. Y'all may uh, know Thomas from you know movies like Rookie of the Year. He was in the American Pie films, uh, but now he's actually on Geekscape proper. Thomas, how you doing, dude? Hey, uh, I just heard your your lovely <laughs> intro. I'm glad to be back on the Geekscape. Geek, wow, I can't talk. Geekscape Network. And you're right. I did not know that uh, this was my return to Geekscape. I can't talk, apparently. You know what? Don't worry about that because Stanley, we had a, a nice relationship with Stanley for a long time. And the first time we met him, we asked for, like, um, we just asked for him to say, hey, can you say you're watching Geekscape? And he kept saying Dickscape. So from that <laughs> moment on, from that moment on, not, I mean, it's been fine to, to call it Dickscape, but yeah, and you can really call Geekscape whatever you want. After and, that, uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, he, he really set the, you know, the standard for messing up the, the name. And I'm down. I mean, you know, if, if you're going to follow anybody in that kind of thing, it's got to be Stan the Man, right? So yeah. That's amazing. I remember I remember meeting him at uh, uh, a Comic-Con event in Rhode Island uh-huh. and I was there and Shannon Elizabeth, as well as sorry about that. No, it's good. Uh, Pick it up. Let's talk to them. 
No, it's all, I don't even know. It's probably like a sales call. That's all I get at home. I'm the only person left in Los Angeles with a landline, and all I get is like sales calls. Are you for real? That that was a landline we just heard. Yeah, it's a landline. These are land. I mean, that's I. Yeah. You know, I did. You could have a phone like through like DSL <laughs> or whatever. I got two of them. Hello. <laughs> The podcast listeners are only hearing this on audio and be like, what is happening? <laughs> Thomas I was holding up two wireless portable phones that are, in fact, connected to a landline. Why? Because my cell phone reception in my house is like the black hole sure. and um, I needed it. But it, I call it like the commissioner phone. So if you really need to hear me, you'll call me on the bat phone. Sure. You know, it's just not red. I'm sorry. It's, it's no, just, you know what? I, I know that you have a Shakespeare statue that you like tilt the head back and it like, gets you to the back cave and all that stuff. I know that stuff about your house. You can have the landline. That's it's all right. All I was, I was supposed to be Robin, you know, with, uh, with, uh, what's his name is Batman, but wait, it's, uh, is, that, is this Adder a legit? Patterson. No. <laughs> yeah. You and Jimmy. <laughs> I was going to be Nightwing, man. Yeah, but dude, like late 90s, like think about it. You know, you you come out of like Rookie of the Year, and, and I'm guessing that you were part of like a, a, you were a child actor. And then out of the Rookie of the Year, like that's got to be something everybody talked about as you were getting into like becoming a teenager in your college years. Um, that People are like, oh man, they're going to make these new Star Wars movies. Maybe I can get Anakin. Oh dude, they're making these Batman movies. Maybe there's going to be a Robin. Like, is that something that like child actors that were kind of, because you're pretty much like coming up the same age as I am. Like that is the kind of stuff that y'all talked about is like child actors. Like these opportunities are out there to be part of these big genre movie, like franchises. I mean, okay. So, so first of all, uh, I was a Star Wars now? fan before yeah. it was cool to be a Star Wars fan. Oh, absolutely. Like Absolutely. so, before it was mass media, I was the 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 geek who loves Star Wars, right? And it was the Zon novels that got you back into it, right? Like, like oh, you're, for sure, you're reading all those Zon novels, and you're like, wait, there's new Star Wars stuff. There's I remember, I remember what? it was it was the holiday time, and we I I was we we my mom and I bought the Timothy Zahn series, the hard book, the hardback versions, you know, Heir to the Empire, and we were trading back and forth, like reading it, and. Um, I remember I, I would be like staying at my grandparents' place and like stay up way too late. I was like 14 or 15 and I'd be like, just one more chapter. And every chapter he would always end it with like a little cliffhanger and you'd be like, dang it, I gotta read one more chapter. And now you see that stuff starting to come in when you would, I mean, you definitely popped during the Mandalorian when like they mentioned Thrawn and you were like, holy shit, are y'all really doing this? Y'all are bringing Thrawn in? Cause I thought that was just like, y'all were, it was like, cool. We can mention in the cartoons and have him in the cartoons, but now maybe he's going to be part of the live action Star Wars universe. Well, there was a, there was kind of an, uh, an, <laughs> an air to that with, uh, you know, Kylo Ren because, sure. cause it, it was so like, his name started with a K when mm -hmm. his originally it was Kip, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Their their son in yeah in, in, in the, Dark in, Force Rising in the stuff that was all like retconned out right yeah I, well listen I'm I'm part of deleted canon as well I'm in <laughs> Halloween Resurrection I now have have not died or lived uh, so <laughs> my buddy but, Seth from uh, high school uh, back in Austin is uh is telling me he's like oh I remember when you were reading all those yes yeah, so I, so I remember when Seth had to defend me in middle school because I was getting my head punched in for reading Star Wars comics i mean all, all that i think that you fit into geekscape pretty well we should have you on uh one of the longer episodes so we can just geek out because um we have a ton of 
I think we have a ton to talk about. Yeah, like talking about like when I was 16 and I got a Millennium Falcon from my friends. Yeah, I we can, like we can 16, talk about that. everybody's talking about getting an actual car and you're like, no. I, I had a car too, Falcon. but I also right. needed the Millennium Falcon. Well, yeah, I'm saying that the Millennium Falcon sounds like the priority, right? And your friends were like, no, 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 dude. Girls so so what happened to me? And you're like, no, Millennium Falcon is the priority. I got, so my, my, my roommate at the time uh, had worked for Spielberg for about five years and also Dick Donner for 10 years, but he was on the set of uh, episode five. So he has pictures of like, you know, Darth Vader, like choke holding him. He's on Hoth, you know, like the whole nine. So he gave me the blue hardcover front cover page of the original Star Wars script for Empire. As, as it no for, uh, for episode four. Yeah, episode yeah, he four. got a copy of that as well because he worked for Spielberg and you know Spielberg and Lucas, you know, bosom buddies. So um, you know, so I remember I got tickets to the re-release of Star Wars episode four that George Lucas was gonna be at, and then I got a job. So I was like, okay, I told my friends, I said, listen, I'm gonna give you these tickets, but you have to take this blue hardcover of Star Wars. And you have to get George Lucas to sign it. Yeah. Otherwise, you cannot have these tickets. Right. Because I have to go work. And they did. It's, it's hanging in my house. That's I have that. That's awesome. I have that blue hardcover from like the original. It's like one of those, you know, it's not a Brad script. It's like one of those like mm-hmm. bound, wire bound ones. So he That's like awesome. took it out for me. Mark Marshall. God love him. Dude, that is sick. Um, Yeah, I feel like we could talk about all this nerd stuff, but let's talk about the movie you've got coming out on the ninth. Uh, Geekscape us, Thomas, you know, this is pretty interesting, but you play like, this is not your normal type of movie. Cause we have seen you in the comedies. We've seen you in kind of the, like, I mean, this is a, this is a straight up crime movie, right? So Thomas is in this movie called adverse and he's in there with like Mickey Rourke, uh, another former Geekscape guest, uh, Sean Astin, um, you're also in this with, uh, I had to look this up. I was like, whoa, is that Matt Ryan? It is Matt Ryan, who you yeah. all know. He played Constantine, and he's like our favorite Constantine on the CW shows. Like, hey, he's uh, still Legends playing Constantine. <laughs> yeah, he's on Legends of Tomorrow, right? So yeah, you got to hang with some of the people who, who have some geek cred. But why, like, I want to know, like, this 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 is like a straight-up, like, crime noir. Like, what's up with you taking that role? Not that you don't want to stretch your muscles, but seeing you in this role, I was like, okay, let's go. Let's see what he's got. Right on. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, in speaking of Matt Ryan really quick, before I answer your, your question of why I decided to do this mm-hmm. movie, my son, Nolan river actually plays Matt Ryan's son in adverse. So yeah, kind of, a, and I just actually talked to Matt. We're doing a, uh, a private screening event for the Asian world Fel- film fest this Sunday and a, uh, a cast Q and a, um, and so Matt's going to come and join us, even though he's filming in Vancouver, since everything is virtual, just like our yeah. interview. Yeah. That's um, cool. and so, you know, there, there are benefits uh, to virtual world as well, but yeah, in regard to taking adverse, um, my forte actually is in drama. So even though I am known, uh, for, for comedy and now known on uh, geekscape as a geek, um, <laughs> Drama was where my roots were. And back in like the mid eighties, when I first started like learning my and developing my techniques as an actor, my acting coach and mentor was like, listen, you can only be as strong as your weakest link. And if we right now, comedy is your weakest link. Mm. If we improve that, you'll actually become a better dramatic actor. 
So we started working on that, you know, that weak point and my comedic skills. Um, I remember, and this is like the turning point of comedy versus drama. I screen tested for the good son opposite Elijah Wood. Um, I had already worked with Elijah on radio flyer. So I was kind of heading in that dramatic sort of angle. And then three of us had a pin put in us after the, the screen test. And then Macaulay Culkin comes out of nowhere and takes the role. And so a, f- a little while later, I booked rookie of the year. And if I had been doing good son, I wouldn't have gotten rookie of the year. And then, you know, go from there to Kitty King Arthur's court and American pie and that whole franchise. So this is my return to form. Yeah. Uh, and I've been wanting to make this maneuver. Um, there, there's maybe not that many people that know what my plans were, but I've been, I've been touting for a while that I've been pretending to be a left-handed boxer. Uh, and I'm, I'm not just referring to Mickey Rourke as a boxer, but I've been pretending to be a left-handed boxer as a comedian for a long time. And now I'm switching my stance up and saying I'm actually right-handed. So check it out. I mean, I don't think, I mean, boxers are, you know, so you're swapping that those feet up really fast. Um, the one thing about uh, that I've said a lot on the show is casting a comedic actor for a dramatic role. I think that that's the way to go. Uh, and knowing that you did have the, that strength in comedy that you developed, that you said you developed early on and that it helped your drama. But is it that you start to learn how to how to perform without a net? You know, we, we see a lot of the, like, the brave dramatic performances that come out of a Jim Carrey or a Robin Williams or a Will Ferrell, you know, when he was doing that stuff. Is it that kind of fear testing that you're doing that allows you to push a little bit deeper dramatically when you're performing in comedy and knowing, Hey, I may not be getting the laughs, but I'm going to go for it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it, it really is just, you know, really at the end of the day, you're an instrument. And so it's learning how to be versatile with your instrument. Um, and, and that's in, in having a general sense of, you know, you know, your tone and dynamics of range and, and really being able to organically uh, contort yourself to fit in that scene and understanding the story. And, and comedy is, is by and large more challenging in general, especially I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, But, you know, adverse is uh, it is a character driven piece, you know, even though the, the Lionsgate, you know, has, has put this trailer together. That's very action packed. I mean, that's just a trailer. That's just a sell. The film is more like taxi driver, um, you know, where, and you've got this sequence at the end of taxi driver. So the film is brooding and suspenseful and a lot of tension. And that's what our film is. And at the heart of it, you've got this relationship between my character and his sister. And that's really the focal point of my character, despite all of his mental illness that he's looking out for his family. And, uh, and then you got this sequence near the end of the film that's similar to Taxi Driver, but we do ours uh, as per Brian A. Metcalf's vision as an homage to Old Boy, which oh, wow. uh, yeah, we, we, we didn't talk about it, but then Joe Leiden in Variety totally nailed it. And he called, he called Brian out on it, on it being like an Old Boy homage. And that was the, the, the scene that Brian showed me, that he showed the cinematographer. The hammer that, scene, the hallway sequence. Yeah, the hallway scene with the one camera shot that we which only came about because they had lost a lot of their time on that location is what i've learned is that uh i learned that that old boy sequence only happened they had an entire choreographed action sequence happen ready to go 
and they did not have time suddenly to shoot it. So somebody said, oh, you know what, let's do it in, let's do a hallway setup, a hallway setup, and then let's do the wide master and let's just do a one or all the way down with the, and it's, and it totally works in a way that the choreographed action sequence with all the cuts wouldn't work because it lets all the air in, right? When you start yeah. cutting, it, it, it wakes you up in the whole point of that sequence was there's no escape from this, right? Yeah. And it's pretty incredible. I, I'm excited to see that end sequence because I also know the one that you y'all are referring to at the end of Taxi Driver. And it's, a, you know, there's a level of nihilism to it. And I want to see you go there, man. I'm I'm kind of excited about this this one now. I didn't get a chance to see it before we recorded, but just watching the trailer and we got people in the, the chat saying, hey, Adverse looks like it was cast from my childhood. Retro, cool. And I think it's cool to see something like that. And there's an element if you Geeks Gave Us aren't getting our references, but you've seen something like Drive, uh, the more recent movie like that, that kind of feels like it's in there too. You know, a yeah. character whose choices are slowly evaporating. It maybe, maybe the audience is saying, Hey, don't do this. You've got options. But the character, like you said, mental illness is starting to become obsessive and focus on just one way to solve all the problems. I'm excited about it, dude. Yeah. He's, he's sort of not to, to give any spoilers, but you know, at a certain point, he doesn't have anything left to lose and isn't afraid to lose himself. Mm-hmm. So when you when you don't have anything to lose, uh, it sort of changes how you how you approach things. And and you know you you called it a, a drama noir, uh, and because Joe Leiden said it was uh, so meta, I, I I'm I'm coining the phrase now for Brian A. Metcalf that he's '90s noir. Okay. 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 Uh, I got somebody in the chat saying you could do voice acting in video games. We have not even scratched the surface of talking about video games, but uh, dude, uh, Geekscape is, I only had Thomas for a limited amount of time. He's on a whole whirlwind circuit here. So this is a little bit of a Geekscape mini. He's got to keep doing the promotion for adverse, but if y'all want to reach out to him, say you saw him or heard him on Geekscape, he's on Twitter at, at tin band. Cause we haven't even talked about your band, dude. <laughs> I know it's and, and March 9th is a March 9th is a big day. We have uh, adverse hit streaming. We're we're now out of theaters and and coming on the streaming platforms on March 9th. And I have a my sixth single dropping called Luminary on March 9th as well. I swear I didn't plan that. Uh I didn't want to like try to own March 9th, but apparently now, at least in my mind, I own it. Um I'll take it. <laughs> All right. This is what we're gonna do because we 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 gotta keep you moving on the the press tour um we're gonna let you go but geeks gave us y'all gonna find them on twitter you're gonna reach out you're gonna reach out to thomas at tin band and you're gonna say hey loved you on geekscape the return to geekscape and you got to come back on geekscape to talk video games more of that star wars stuff um and all the other nerdiness because i know you do covers in your band and like you did the whole wizard world tour and stuff like that thomas we got to have you back on Geekscape. Yeah, we, we will definitely talk Legend of Zelda, Super Mario, Star Wars. Oh, my God. You're, you're, you're singing my tune. I'm reaching off camera right now. Geekscape is listening, and I'm grabbing your uh, little Wind Waker link to hold up right here on camera. Uh, I, I, I always have my plush link within arms. You know what? I'm a 40-year-old man. I probably shouldn't be advertising that. But It's all right. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Dude, uh, thanks for coming on. We're going to get let you go. Uh, Geekscape us. If you enjoyed this, again, reach out to Thomas. Tell him to come back on Geekscape. Uh, loved having you, dude. Good luck with the music and good luck with the adverse. Uh, I hope it does really well. I'm excited to see it. 
Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited for everyone to see, uh, you know, the character that Brian and I worked so hard on creating. Um, weeks and weeks of preparation to change the way I looked and sound and move uh, so that I could, you know, compete on screen with someone like Mickey Rourke and Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, when you show up, you kind of need to step up. Like you, you, all eyes are on you to not mess up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, damn. Uh, cool, man. We want to hear more about it, right, dude? So, uh, so, uh, so expect to come on Geeks. Well, let's soon. let's let's let you watch the film after it comes okay. out on March 9th, and then I'll come back and we'll we'll do adverse and nerd out. How's that? All right, or geek out, I should say. Whatever you need, dude. That sounds great. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for uh, watching. Thanks for listening, Geekscapist. We'll be back and expect Thomas to be back on Geekscape very soon. Uh, Geekscape forever, everybody. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.